the block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here on 93.7 The Ticket, I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Eric Strickland. We have about a half an hour left before we uh, get you set for some of these tournament games tonight. Again, very exciting as the NCAA Tournament March Madness is upon us. There's no break until Sunday. We've got uh, we got consecutive games. Of course, the play-in games uh, today and tomorrow, then Thursday and Friday. Two of the best and two of the best days of the of the of the year, and two of the least productive work days of the year. But for us, it'll be productive either way because we kind of work within this. So it'll be a lot of fun. Again, we'll be out at uh, at Buffalo Wings and uh, B- Buffalo Wings and Rings at 68th and O for March Mayhem Thursday and Friday. So you're gonna want to get out there. We got the, the fun little game. I like I like the uh, it, it, I've, I've said this, you know, several times over the last couple of months, but I liked it so much when Mountain Dew did their thing where you could untwist the, the cap and then they'd have the team underneath, and it'd just be so awesome. It was when I was a kid, you'd get it, you'd hope to get a Duke or Kentucky or something, and if your team won, you'd win a jersey. We got something like that going on. We had the first 64 people to show up on Thursday. We'll get a ping pong ball uh, of the tournament with uh, of a team in the tournament uh, with a name on it. If that team makes the Final Four, you'll win some sweet prizes. So that'll be quite fun. Your team doesn't have to win the whole championship just has to get to the final four uh, for some sweet prizes. And I just wanted to do a little exercise here in a second about some of our favorite tournament memories as it, as it comes down to some of these teams. But first, I did want to get to the response on the Sarder Heyman text line. We asked uh, a little bit ago, kind of our question of the hour, was uh, if Nebraska won a, one of these play-in games, like is being played tonight, be it 11 seed or 12 seed, would you count it as their first ever NCAA tournament win? And it seems like the reaction is pretty, uh, pretty split. Uh, somebody says no because you're going, uh, you're you're playing to get into the tournament, so that wouldn't count. Uh, somebody else says absolutely it counts. Harold says nope. Claytonia John says no, not good enough. Playing game just like a participation trophy. Uh, another uh, or, or texter says doesn't count. The tournament is 64 teams, so he'll stick to that. Big Frank says I would not count it because you're not actually part of the uh, final 64 teams. So some people really kind of stick into that. Uh, and then Bach uh, or somebody else says Bach, how is an 11 versus 11 any different than an 8 versus nine both very comparable teams so I suppose uh, if, if you kind of get down to it because my argument is that you, you usually have to you know punch up or, or or fight down you know that's the whole point of the seeding is that you would have to fight a different seed and in the playing game you're playing the very same seed but I guess in that eight nine matchup it is you know that's very comparable seven ten not too far apart um, and I think it's kind of funny because sometimes we let these seedings talk a little bit too much in our ear right if you see I guess the 18th ranked team in the country play the 24th ranked team in the country. You think they're probably in the same category, but once it splits up to like 7-10, then you think, okay, well, then the seven's clearly the favorite. So just kind of a lot of different ways to look at it. Uh, but I did want to get your reaction too, so let us know on the Sarder Heyman text line of the memories you think of when I say these teams. Um, so I'll start it off uh, with a few teams that we get through. There's a lot of blue bloods to get through, so Strick will have you go first. We have Nate in the other studio that will give us uh, some thoughts too. But when I say North Carolina for the tournament, what are some of the memories that come to your mind? Michael Jordan hitting the hitting the big one in, uh, in the corner for the win. That's MJ. an easy one, yeah. MJ is a good one. Um, Nate, do you have any any thoughts about the Tar Heels in the tournament? Yeah, remember? I think it was uh, 
2016, maybe, where UNC had Marcus Page, point yeah. guard, and then Chris Jenkins hit the buzzer beater at half court to win the game. So I guess that wasn't really them winning the national championship. Hey, that's but part that's of the memory. The best <laughs> national championship that I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they've had uh, they've had plenty of teams that I can remember too. Um, I know uh, Strick. We have a difference in opinion on Joe Forte because you played with him and didn't, maybe didn't like his effort there. But at North Carolina, he was awesome because he played with Brennan Hayward and Julius Peppers. Actually, uh, I think even Ronald Curry. I think they had two NFL players on that team. So that was one of my favorite Carolina teams. Um, you could kind of think about when Sean May dominated the tournament, Rashad McCants and mm-hmm. and those guys all getting the win. Ty Lawson was part of that team, I believe. Or no, that was uh, that was Raymond Felton. Ty Lawson was a little bit later with Psycho T. So they've had some memories there. Uh, of course, they're now moving on. Um, I don't, and then a team that I wish that I watched that I didn't get to watch is back in the, the mid-'90s. I was a little too young to watch too much North Carolina. But when they had, like, Stackhouse and Rasheed Wallace oh, yeah. and Vince Carter, yeah, I mean, those, those teams, teams were fun. Yeah, Antoine Jameson. That was just teams were stacked back in the day. Um, so that's kind of fun to kind of think about. How about Kansas? Does Kansas bring any, any tournament memories back to you right immediately, Strick? Probably the, the, the year that... Mario Chalmers basically oh, carried yeah. him on his back and 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 carried them to that championship. That was that was that was that was phenomenal to watch because they really weren't counted on to really win that that year and they just actually just you know made a run and and and, and made big plays dang near in every game that just really put them in a position to win that championship. And I thought that's the one I'd probably. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, as we are kind of talking about this exercise here, you kind of think about those classic games. That was one of the best NCAA tournament championship games I've ever seen. Derek Rose and John Calipari over there at Memphis, um, really giving them a, they look like the better team, but Kansas just had enough shots and Mario Chalmers kind of leading that part um, to any memories for you, Nate, when you think of Kansas in the tournament. Yeah, one of the craziest things to me is Kansas actually has the most consecutive appearances in the NCAA tournament with 32. But then when you look at their final four, I mean, they made it in 2018, 2012, 2008, 2003, 2002. So you've made it, you've made the tournament 32 straight seasons, but in the past 22 years, you've only made the final four five times. So I don't know if that's more just the competition that they've had to play, maybe high expectations, but when you think of Kansas and kind of the long-term success that they've had, you think they'd have more final four appearances than that. Yeah, yeah you get more shots at it, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that you'd have more opportunity to, to pop it. What a different yeah. world that is, though. 32 straight that's insane. NCAA tournament. That I mean, just to come into every year expecting that you're definitely going to be in there uh, and knowing it. And, of course, they won the Big 12, what, like 12 years, 8 years in a row, whatever something it was. Like that. It was something crazy. Uh, so that was already in there. Somebody texts in Danny and the Juniors in 1988. That'd be a good Kansas memory. Uh, I always remember the team that actually lost to Syracuse with Kirk Heinrich and uh, Nick Collison right uh, Drew Gooden was already graduated the year before, but that team was loaded, um, and Hakeem Warwick blocked their shot at the end before they were going to get the opportunity to win that game. So um, they're kind of one of the first teams that come to mind. How about that Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid team? That that team should have uh, – talking about a team that probably should have done a little yeah. more damage uh, than they actually ended up doing. Um, how about Duke? It's Coach K's final year. Any big Duke memories for you? The Christian Leitner two seconds oh, yeah. with the with the bop 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 the turnaround for the bucket, baby. I mean, and you know what? And and that and just how they were able to overcome UNLV. And UNLV was that good. And they were able to overcome it. That that that's probably the biggest memory I have. 
Yeah, I mean, and they 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 were incredible. Any any Duke memories for you over there, other than obviously your your Virginia Tech victory over them? <laughs> hey, that's the best Duke memory anyone's <laughs> ever had in their lifetime. But uh, I will say this might be a little bit biased, but I've been making brackets for as long as I can remember since I was in elementary school. And the first time that I ever won a pool was in 2015 when Duke won the national championship. I was one of the few people that oh, actually had them with Jill Okafor, uh, Little Jones. I think it was Tyus Jones. Um, Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow yeah. was on that. I mean, that was a good team. Quinn Cook was on that team, oh, senior. Yeah. So that was a good Duke team. So that one's a little bit more recent, but but uh, the la- most recent Duke national championship team actually. Yeah, and they and they've won a few over the years. I, I especially think of their um, their early two thousands team with Shane Battier. He was one of the best college oh, basketball oh, yeah. players I've ever seen. Um, Jay Williams oh, Jay was on Williams. that team. Mike Dunleavy, Carlos Boozer. I mean, that team was stacked. Um, so th- those stacked. teams were were pretty fun to watch. Uh, maybe we'll run through this a little bit more uh, as the week goes on. I think it's kind of a fun to to name off the blue bloods and talk about our memories there. Uh, off the text line, somebody says favorite Kansas memory is them losing to Bucknell in two thousand five. So that's the other way. You can go with that's these awesome. memories, and that's that's fair. I mean, a lot of the, that's part of the tournament, yeah. right? Duke losing to Mercer. Yeah, didn't C.J. McCollum knock off Duke yeah, one year? That's I right. Yeah, good memory, Buck. Yeah, so there's uh, there's been a lot of those upsets, and hopefully more of those to come. And we'll all continue that exercise throughout the week because I think it's a little bit of fun. Wait, uh, real quick before we go to break. Yeah, who was that that um, that Valprezo knocked off with Drew? Oh uh, yeah, Bryce Drew. Who that was, was a that? Big memory. Who was that? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Leave that to the Sarah Heyman text line. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure that out. 402 Tell us who Bryce Drew was that he knocked out that year that it was with that big shot that he hit. Uh, I can't remember who that was, but anyway. Yeah, so many good shots in, in the tournament, and it'll be a lot of fun this year as there's uh, sure to be a few more buzzer beaters as we get into it. So, yeah, hopefully somebody answer that for us because we're not going to Google it, and we rely on you to text it in here on the on the starter Hammond text line 402-464-5685. When we come back, we'll go back to our, our one of our favorite segments, hitting the hardwood. And I know there's a big controversy in the NBA, at least around here. A lot of Jokic fans. The question kind of remains, even after last night, Jokic or Embiid, which big would you start your NBA franchise with? Which one is better? Who's going to win the MVP? I mean, you know, it could be down to those guys this year. That's coming up next year on Hitting the Hardwood on On the Block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 